Dumpster Divas. We are back with another episode of Dumpster Dive with me, Tom Hamlet. I am here, of course, again with my sister, Kix. Hello. Hi. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Oh my God, they're, they're listening to this on Christmas. <gasps> well, maybe. <laughs> maybe they're saving it until after Christmas. It's probably a bad idea to release the episode on Christmas Day. There's no way anyone maybe, will listen to it. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Holidays, happy Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, um, happy Kwanzaa. Well, Kwan- oh, yeah, Hanukkah is over. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we are joined today uh, by a, I, I really consider her a scholar of the form, uh, encyclopedic <laughs> knowledge of all things Bravo. Yes. Uh, her name is Sarah Galley. She hosts the podcast Andy's Girls. Uh, you can follow her on Instagram at Dame Galley. And uh, Sarah, hi. Hi, thank you so much for having me. What an amazing introduction. I mean, thank I mean you. every word of it. You really are. I I I really I am a listener of your podcast. I love your pod. I think you. you have such a you make me feel less bad about what I do here. <laughs> like you just care so much about Bravo and you really mean it, you know? And I think for anyone who listens to this pod that needs to get convinced on Bravo. I think don't listen to me. Listen to Sarah Galley because she she can convince you. <laughs> <laughs> Never understood the idea of like, like this is my little like sneak, you know, trait right. kind of TV. I always think like all TV is prestige TV. Like if it makes you feel a certain way, regardless of whether it's about, you know, like the Second World War or um, Potomac, I really think that both are important, <laughs> you know, like what, what's most important is like the feeling that you get watching mm-hmm. it and the way that you might learn something after. And it doesn't always have to be about like great American history. It can also be about yourself through watching these other people. So that's, that's my thing. I'm like, let's take out the idea. Cause I hear from people, I hear from AGs all the time. who are like, you know, this is like my little sneak, you know, secret, yada, yada. I'm like, it doesn't need to be a secret. Well, it doesn't need to be taken into the open. Yeah, it's like I a agree. guilty pleasure, but that, yeah. what you're saying is that doesn't even make sense. Cause I f- don't feel guilty watching it. Right? No. You know what? In some world, no guilt needed. In some world, this is American history. I mean, great. American it history. is great American history. <laughs> yes. <laughs> T'Challa Wait. is going to be in history books for our children. I think one can hope. <sighs> T'Challa. Not only Black Panther, but the bird. Is that well, that's what I mean? <laughs> yeah, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> when I hear about T'Challa, I think of Monique Samuels yes. first, and I've seen Black Panther three times, right. and I still think that's the impact that that parrot has. Or that's not a parrot, but what <laughs> bird is it? It is. Oh, it is a parrot. I looked it up because it's like technically illegal. You're not supposed to own it because it's like some sort of endangered yada, um, which yeah. just makes it more special, to be honest. <laughs> and who could really own T'Challa? T'Challa right. himself. Yes. But when he ran away, or flew well, away, rather, he didn't he didn't exactly run. The scariest, I was so emo. I was verklempt. I thought like, this is it, guys. Like we should, someone should tell her he's not coming back. I, and I know. Back, Wait, we'll like, get to, we'll get to yeah. the recap oh, in sorry, a second. Sorry, no, sorry. no, 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 no. I want to talk about it a little bit longer though, because something I truly have been laughing about since watching the Potomac reunion was when Karen said that she went into her backyard and yelled his name. Did you catch that? T'challa. I'm just picturing her like opening her door and being like, T'Challa. And then going back inside. Yes, once. <laughs> like say, she's like, see, Monique, I helped. She met her quota. Yes, she yeah. like whispered it into Ray's ear. Like, do you think that T'Challa knows done. T'Challa's name? Like, can birds like understand that? That bird is smart AF. The way that that bird, when he flew back and he was like a little, you know, worse for wear for a hot second, <laughs> 
Um, and he nuzzled Monique. If you look at that photo, like I'm honestly, I want someone to, <laughs> I want a man to love me as much as T'Challa loves Monique. Like the note, you could tell that bird knew like I'm safe. Mom's here. That bird knows she potty trained it, which I don't even know how a bird, does that matter how a bird goes to the bathroom? But apparently it does. Right. And she probably did it in like 20 minutes. That bird is smart. That bird knows what's up, talks to her, fluent in whatever. I believe that bird knows exactly what's going on. I, I I agree. I've said this before on this podcast, but I do think the bird is hiding a darker issue. Like no one gets a bird without there being some other things. <laughs> I mean, obviously. Yeah. And she said, didn't she say at one point it was either on the show or on an after show or something about how important animals became to her in her life. I might be completely fucking this up, but um maybe it was her childhood or something. I know she talked about her childhood and feeling kind of alone. And I think birds in some way became uh, not birds specifically, but animals in some way became like a source for her of something to care for. I don't remember where I picked that up somewhere mm. along. There's some sort of small element of truth there in the gobbledygook that I'm saying right now. But um, <laughs> I think for her, like, and like being a caregiver and animals and having someone who, and I don't mean this in any way that's, critical but being able to care for something where it can't talk back to you right. in you know our version of english you know like it's uh, there's something kind of great about that you know it, do you think she got a parrot in the hopes that it would say a couple words maybe oh you know what it can't talk yeah back. yeah can that, why um i think that's a certain type of parrot maybe if she gets a season if t'challa gets a season two maybe he'll uh start talking in season two that'll be his arc maybe he's waiting to negotiate <laughs> knows what's up he knows this paycheck isn't gonna do anything he has his own investments absolutely you know? he has his own little parrot portfolio <laughs> absolutely <laughs> um before we get into more potomac talk uh, i just want to ask you about uh your journey with reality television so uh, we ask uh, what reality TV made you a dumpster diva, which is what we call ourselves here at Dumpster Dive. Um, where did you start? It doesn't have to be Bravo. Like mine was uh, Flavor of Love. Uh, Kix's was mine was America's Next Top Model. Yeah, so it, it doesn't need oh. to be Bravo, but if it is Bravo, also fantastic. Yeah, I think mine has to be the Real World. Yeah, we're getting when a lot of that. I was a little bambino. I'm sure we're all the same age. We're all youth. Um, but when I was younger. My older, my brother, Jack, who's a couple years older, would watch the real world. And the only way that I could watch it with him is if I pretended to hate it. So if he thought I wasn't enjoying myself, he would continue watching the show. Oh, if he thought cute. I liked it, he would turn the channel. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, this is terrible. This is so bad. And I got into it. Um, I don't remember the season, unfortunately, but... I always assumed that being an adult would be turning 18 so that I was old enough to apply to be on the real world. Sure. And exactly. the fact that I never did is like shocking to me because it was such a huge part of my life for so long where I was like just counting down the years until I could like go to be in the house to learn what it means to be like to be on the real it's world. Like getting your, people are hating. It's like getting your Hogwarts letter at 11 or like turning 18 to go yeah. to apply to the real world. <laughs> In those like fancy houses where everything is like day, like everything is lavender mm -hmm. and like yellow. It none of it made sense, but I loved it. I loved it. The thing with real world that, in hindsight, as as reality television has evolved, um, or disevolved, <laughs> um, we the concept of the real world, like, it's simple. 
it's just a house and there's people in it. Like we have all these shows. <laughs> we have all these shows where the mass, we have celebrities dressing up mm-hmm. like, um, egg, egg yolks, Penguins. egg yolks yeah. singing, dancing on my own. But like back in mm-hmm. the day, we just had people in a house and that was the end. Like the pitch meeting was okay. So the idea is we put people in a house. Yeah. <laughs> it's and you over. put people with, from diametrically opposed lives, right. seemingly, yes. and mm-hmm. you say, how on earth can these people interact? And then it's usually the people who are like the super conservative with the super liberal, the Christian with the like outspoken gay person and watching the ways in which they can bond with each other. I always found so interesting because at the end of the day, it was about human stories, right. which I think is probably for me, just saying this out loud, maybe like the you know, the thread to how I look at all things, you know, Bravo and specifically Mm -hmm. housewives is like through the lens of how these people interact and behave with each other and what that all means. Yeah. No, I mean, that is why we watch housewives. You know, they, they are Mm -hmm. the human stories we get out of these women are almost inhuman. (laughs) You know, I mean, (laughs) the things that we come across in these storylines, you can't write them. Mm -hmm. Definitely not. So uh, speaking of human stories, uh, let's talk Potomac. Before we get do that, we're going to take a quick little break. Uh, and we'll be back in one second with uh, Sarah Galley. Okay, and we are back. Hi, Sarah. Hi, what a wonderful <laughs> yeah, break. Yeah, how was it? You changed your dress. Oh you have a new dress on. I do. I needed to like, you know, second act it. Yeah. You know, we have to going into Potomac. Yes. Um, wait, so should we start with Potomac or Atlanta? Potomac really was the strong point here, but in Atlanta, I felt was a little sleepy. What, what... Yeah, I think this episode of Atlanta was like kind of sleepy. Let's just do a quick Atlanta talk and then we'll do Potomac. So the I guess the whole like crux, I guess, of the episode was... Cynthia throwing a hissy fit about COVID-19 in her wedding. It's hard. It's hard to watch. Like, I, I, this is going to get dark, but like people have died. Like, and you're putting 250 people in a room, like, and the fight that her and Mike had, I didn't understand, like her, I didn't understand her point. Like Mike was just like, can we just get married on the day? And she's like, I don't know. It just was, it's upsetting to watch. I, she's, also been married before like not that that means you can't have a big wedding but she's already done that big wedding you know yeah I mean I think that we're all living in a place of reality where you know you have two choices one is you get married on 10 10 20 which is very important to you because you're wearing earrings that say 10 10 20 so like obviously the branding opportunity has been in play for a while so you get married on 10 10 20 with like a couple people maybe in your backyard whatever and you have and you have a longer, a, a bigger celebration. Um, so like you get married 10, 10, 20 with a couple of people, or you delay it entirely and get married maybe potentially with a larger group of people in a year or maybe longer than that, but you don't have the date set because it's impossible to do right now. Right. And so Mike is essentially telling her, you have these two choices. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you get married with almost nobody, you get married with a lot of people, but it's not on your date. And Cynthia's like, why can't I have both? And it's the idea that she thinks that she is making herself a new choice in the matter that I think is so frustrating for people because this isn't like an opinion-based article of yada, yada. This is just the actual fact that Mm -hmm. there is no way to have a safe event if 250 people are there, regardless of how many thermometers you have. 
and the fact that you hired a nurse. And yet that is the narrative that she is carrying to this day, that they had a safe wedding because they sanitize stuff. And it's like exactly what Mike was talking about and what other people are referencing with her is what happened where there are 250 people in an event hall without their masks on dancing with each other, which is what happens when you're at a joyous event and there's no way for it to be safe. So this is, so my question, I have a couple questions because I wonder if anyone got COVID, like if like it ended up being like a super spreader event, because it's shocking that it, it wasn't. From what I understand, they've said since that like no one has tested positive. Do I think that she sent out a poll to 250 (laughs) people with like a, can you fill out this link? And also the idea of COVID is that like, you could be positive and asymptomatic. Mm -hmm. Do I think these people are getting tested every day for a month after? No, it depends on when they first potentially exhibited symptoms or more importantly, first became contagious. And you can pass it along to somebody you've never met in your entire life because of somebody that you were standing near and their third cousin right. gets it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's impossible for us to know. I think just us as like normal viewers, um, regardless of how amazing we are, it's impossible <laughs> for us to know how many people became sick as a result. Right. But right. the most important thing to me is like, regardless of that, you know, that can be used as an, an additional evidence of like why this wasn't a good idea. It just shouldn't have happened. No. Like the fact that Bravo wasn't filming for whatever reason, yeah. she had to hire her own production company to film should be an indicator that this is a bad idea. This is a bad it's idea, also, but maybe she thought it was her only story. It's also you know? so shocking to me that it was legal. Like, uh, it I don't understand so how illegal. it could have been. Yeah, I I, like the event space, like, I'm sure she would have been fine paying the fine if there was, but like that event space could have been shut, like, shut down, closed, like, liquor license taken away all of that stuff you know yeah i do you <laughs> i was thinking i was like what's the appeal of 10 10 20 is it the math of it all because if it's the math of it all why don't we just do 10 11 21 bingo i mean i think that she thinks it's like this like it's remarkable like, <laughs> like dream like 10 10 20 you say it out loud 10 10 right. 20 i mean it she like, said it out loud a lot yeah the earrings <laughs> the earrings. She has earrings the earrings she's like this date's important to me see look at my earrings <laughs> like <laughs> i don't care what but th- then she was like i don't care what what we do while she's literally wearing like wearing garb earrings. from her wedding yeah um, it's not great it's not great what are your thoughts on all of these like uh, side characters. I feel like we like have a cast of two people, and then we have like all of these side characters. We were we have Latoya. Um, we met this other woman. Tanya? Is she a friend of? No, not Tanya. We met a new woman. Drew. Oh, um, I'm gonna say it's like Farrell or something. Okay, yeah, I'm I don't, I don't remember yeah. her name. I just feel like there. It's an odd choice to have so such a small cast, but have all of these characters. Oh, what we didn't even say Marlo. I can't. Oh yeah, Shame she on wasn't us. on this episode. No, I know she wasn't, but yeah. she's she's a side a side chick. But I th- it's such an odd choice to have a small cast, but a huge cast of characters that n- none of them get to like really be in the forefront. Like yeah. we don't get to learn about their lives at all. You know, they're just it's there. like they're like auditioning five other girls to be on the show right. simultaneously. Like I don't know, Drew. Like this whole situation with Drew is. Drew's the the actress from the game, right? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Her um, storyline with this husband that she needs to divorce. Yeah, he's bad. Bad guy. It's not great. She's like, we're sitting in front of the house we're about to buy fighting. I'm like, you're about to 
be in the house that you bought fighting. Like <laughs> outside, inside, we're all, you're just going to fight. <laughs> it's dark. I, I just, do you think she's lily padding like that? thing that everyone talks about the lily pad is like the the women who go onto the show to get rid of their to to escape their marriage um i don't think that she's going on it to yeah there are those cases of certain women you could think of like maybe i don't want to bring up taylor armstrong because that's like a whole other can of worms with right. her background but before. that's kind of the idea um, of what she did yeah like jewels from new york right. where there's the idea of like independence and creating your own path that's like laced with celebrity and sometimes financially if you can get past your first season rest in peace jewels but um justice for jewels i, <laughs> I, I liked jewels, her jewels deserved a second season I agree. she mm-hmm. really did that's my that's and... my platform i'm running on justice for jewels <laughs> I love that. I vote. I vote all in. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I don't know that that's the case with Drew because I do think that it appears that she had an established career. And I think it's just one of those things where you have two people who are in love but don't necessarily treat each other in a loving way who have three kids and are trying to make, you know, it work even though it so obviously to us is truly not a good fit this doesn't feel like something where at the end of the season at the end of the season she might be like we learned a lot about each other and now we're you know we're in therapy and you guys got to see that and we're doing so much better and it's like if you're really doing better that's probably a little bit of a probation status honeymoon situation because you've been a little bit scared by how your behavior together presents itself to us on TV. But I don't think this is, I don't think anybody thinks this is like forever love. He doesn't No. He's like gaslighting mm-hmm. his wife on television about going beyond state lines to go to <laughs> Tampa to visit the illustrious beaches in Tampa. Tampa like, where <laughs> dreams go to die. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, no offense uh, to the tam- tamponians out there. <laughs> I don't know if that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody slid into my DMs and said, shout out to this AG. And it was like something along the lines of like, I live in Tampa or I live in X place in Florida. And Tampa's like the stripper capital or something. I could see a lot that. of people. The country, there are more strip clubs or something, which that's it's a, a beach, big retirement you know? community as well. <laughs> maybe he was visiting a retirement community and he didn't want to tell his wife because he was like you know you know you don't get along with my grandma and I just don't (laughs) want to bring that up I don't want to make you uncomfortable so I'm going to refuse to tell you where I was and what I was doing because god forbid she found out he was hanging with his grandparents I'm sure that was it we solved it that's definitely it Sarah you got to the bottom of it it's a devastating moment it's a devastating moment um, wait, so can we talk Kenya a little bit? What are you, um, what are we thinking about Kenya and, uh, Mark? I mean, like one of the most toxic relationships Bad. that we've seen on Housewives. So like, thank God she's now saying like, I'm filing. I don't understand. What... My thing is like, there's so much that's happening with Kenya right now in real time that it's hard for me to focus on what she's saying on the show as of literally this week. Last week I was happy to do it, but I don't understand what's happening with their marriage like did she actually file because aren't they doing their weird or making it work in weirdness because he was nice to me last tuesday it doesn't (laughs) yeah it doesn't make really add up to me no i i don't i i don't get it and they they are not divorced yet and they're still i don't know that she filed 
No, no, I don't. And I don't know if she has plans on it. It's weird. I'm sure the kid having a young child is a confusing part of this, but it's like what's confusing is that she has been raising this child mostly on her own. That's also, the you, he, they, you don't even live in the same states. Like, what are you to do? Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like we can you can have two homes and travel back and forth. That's not an option right now. <laughs> I mean, the scary thing to me was that scene or concerning rather, maybe not scary is the appropriate word, but that scene where she's talking with Candy and Cynthia and, and they're both on the same page of like, he's not great. And Cynthia looks at her at one point and is like, I don't like the way he talks to you. And I just immediately am thinking what is happening that the cameras aren't showing right. since he appears on camera so infrequently right. and not this season. Like what, how is he behaving? Because if she's saying that in such a vulnerable place as a true friend, like my gut instinct is to tell you, I don't like how he treats you. That makes me really concerned Mm -hmm. for their um, roles in their relationship when the cameras aren't around, you know, he's just not a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, Remember last season, we got that hot mic moment from him. Yeah, where he's like, I hate being married yeah. or to being married to this specific person, my wife, yeah. who I'm here with to shoot a TV show that <laughs> I say I hate doing. And yet when I'm doing charity work, right. that makes me look great. Right. Yeah, bring him along. Why not? You know, it's it's he's a mess. He's a mess, honestly. Yep. Um, the only other thing I kind of wanted to touch on was uh, Portia. I just want to continue to celebrate Portia's journey as a housewife, mm-hmm. as an adult. She is just... I continue to be so proud of her and like she just i'm so happy that all of this is on camera all of her work Mm -hmm. that it's on camera that they were filming during this time and i love i just love that she's like you know she's like i am filming a show and she's like but i'm gonna go do this because this is more important to me than going to um work out in candy's backyard (laughs) totally i mean the weird thing with not weird but like it's I think it's an obvious thing to celebrate her in this sense of like what she is doing is so obviously amazing and she is so brave and lending her celebrity to such an important cause with the Black Lives Matter movement which is something that is I mean she is a black woman at the end of the day she has a black black daughter and the sacrifices and like danger that she's putting herself in um because she wants to be a part of her community in this way and being able to leverage her fame in this way to draw attention to it and have cameras there when she's, um, you know, uh, participating um, in protests is so amazing. And it's just like a little unnerving for me, to be honest. Did you watch the um, the trailer for next week? Yeah, I was going to talk about that. I that feel was weird really about weird. it. Yeah. Kenya's to Candy, who herself is obviously also a huge supporter of the Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter movement. And I love what how Candy and, and Portia have come together on this and what's going on with their friendship. I think it's so amazing Agreed. and almost miraculous. Yeah. Yeah. But Kenya makes this dumbass comment of like she's just looking to get arrested, which is when you're participating in civil disobedience, I mean a whole the whole point of bringing attention to this and to the racism um that's inherent in you know policing in our country is to put yourself in in potential danger Mm -hmm. and to be arrested to show the nature of this and to make fun of that it's it's really dangerous rhetoric like it's not something that it's, it's it's just not something that 
we should be saying. And I don't want to say we, just like anyone should be saying that. Like, and I can't believe that as a black woman, Kenya feels comfortable saying something like that on television. Yeah. I'm curious to see how it plays out, like what Candy's response is to it. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that it's going to be a topic of conversation because I can't imagine Candy not telling yeah, I don't Portia know that Portia, I don't know that Portia knew about it because she posted about it on Maine and was like, did I miss something? Right. And I don't think she was being cheeky in that moment. Mm-hmm. I really don't know. I don't know how this is going to play out, but she did do this long post and it's essentially I saw that. the idea that like Kenya saying she's only doing this for attention and it's like, yeah, dumb. Like, of course she's doing this for attention. She's doing this because she is a celebrity and she knows the power that her name and her right. fame can bring Good to a specific attention. organization. Yeah. So yeah, it's like good trouble, you know, like there's right. something mm-hmm. to be said for good attention. And, and it's, you know, like, none of us are, we are all non black people speaking on this. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to, I don't want to critique Kenya per se, because right. I don't know her experience. We don't know the context. But I do have to say, like, this snippet of it made me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And seeing Portia talking about it too on social, I was like, this, like, they're, you know, to be a black woman in this country is a difficulty and a life with so many challenges that none of us would have any experience with. And to watch Portia have to navigate her place in, you know, sort of like our country's history right now, Mm -hmm. navigate that, navigate being a mom, navigate being a celebrity, navigate filming the show. And then to have to hear some of that from a co-star, I just can't imagine how, upsetting and like disrespected Mm -hmm. I would feel you know I just think it's that's tough yeah I'm sure Um, they'll talk about it at the reunion like mm -hmm. um and I will be curious to see how that plays out well Kenya is doing what she does like she's not it's not like new behavior like she's she's, absolutely yeah her role on the show I'm just saying I'm not saying this comment I'm saying like her stirring um that's what I mean mm-hmm. is not new behavior like on the show what she has done for eight seasons is just like bring up drama and try to get the ball rolling on storylines and yeah i don't know if this is an attempt to create a storyline but like what a weird one to do it on it doesn't feel like that to me it feels like a throwaway comment that was aimed to like lob a critique it doesn't feel like she's because she's brought a drum line to <laughs> let let's <laughs> us not you know forget. like this is a, <laughs> i don't know you know like uh it wasn't even the, it wasn't like a megaphone to Portia at a reunion cycle. That's this true. Was like that's a true. Critique meant as a whisper. Yeah. So, that's true. you know, I, I don't know. I, it's no one, I, I, I'm curious as to how she'll discuss this on a watch what happens live episode mm-hmm. or doing a press thing prior to the reunion. Right. But certainly in real time, there's going to be a lot of friction between her and Portia, which sucks. Cause I actually, love seeing the two I loved seeing the two of them last season bond as mm-hmm. new moms and um and that's tough you know because I I actually do think they're so interesting when they are um closer to being on the same page yeah so I agree. who knows what this will do to that mm-hmm. but. I agree well uh let's kind of move on to Potomac yes um what an electric reunion (laughs) yet again oh they are deliver i mean obviously we've said this like every episode every time i don't know about you but every time like we get on here to record we're always just like what an amazing week it's like over and over again and they just continue to deliver on all cylinders uh reunion two often is the sleepy reunion Mm -hmm. and they Mm -hmm. just are 
coming at us with more. And 90 minutes next week. I can't believe we have this much footage. I am like a little nervous mm-hmm. for the 90 minute thing. I'm like a little nervous because of the spouses and stuff yeah. and the sneak peek with Chris, Chris versus with Chris. Chris Samuels. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the two and like even with Michael Darby not being there and there are some positive positives that can be said about Michael not being there, but it's going to be there. There, It's going to be really like, I'm like nervous in a way that's like not super excited, nervous, like genuinely, like this has gotten to a really dark place. Mm -hmm. And I just, I love Potomac so much. And because I love it so much, you know, like I just kind of want it. I want this season. I'm I'm in the minority on this. I know, but like I kind of want this season. I'm okay, okay with it. Rap. Yeah. No. Yeah. I know. I know what it's, you mean because tough. if they deliver too much, we we end up with nothing on the other end of it. Like I'm I'm worried that season mm-hmm. six is going to be like a cast of like <laughs> three of these people. I'm just scared that they're not people. Some of them aren't going to want to do do it again or get fired. You know. I know I, that. I mean, it'll be like Karen in three of her wigs. Right. That look, right. It's gonna. Karen be, will always be there. I but Giselle that, and Karen, like that, that they're heading towards like a huge, like lifelong friendship. No, I'm just it's it's over. ending. Like the way the dis, usually their disdain towards each other is like fun, but we're entering into really really Dark. bad area where i don't know if they even want to film a show together anymore um yeah i don't know that it's at the point where they don't want to film but i because i think they both know like you know checks. this check yeah actually means something <laughs> right. to that. um it's not like a fun oh cute look at this let me rip it up and throw it in the trash right. um i yeah it's it's the the energy to me is like has become really dark mm-hmm. and it's like the energy of what we're seeing on TV, the energy of how the community is, the Bravo community is responding to it. I just, it's, there's so much light in Potomac and so much fun and mm-hmm. humor mm-hmm. and understanding that the altercation was obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but a terrible experience for those who were present. Um, I, I just, with Potomac, if they they're not able to film together as a group you can really feel that and you can feel the isolation how some of these women feel just like emotionally and I don't think that this is paying off for anyone and I've gone back and forth of who should come back and who won't come back and my guess is that like most of the people will be back Mm -hmm. I just think it's you can't have a show in Potomac like Potomac and not have group events like it's right. so important maybe on other franchises you can get away with it or it might be even better if they're not all there as a group but with Potomac you need to have all of these women together because they're so important and the rage that some of these women feel about each other is not it's not like entertaining to me you can't get to a point yeah yeah so I passed past this so I think that like if Bravo may they should make the right move and not have Monique come back on I mean and I like Monique this season has been tough and like I am usually a stand for her, but mm-hmm. the other women won't be there if she's there. Um, I don't, I think if you said to Robin, you have a job to do. Well, Robin's a bad example. Cause I think Robin's like very open yeah. to 
to stuff, but um, these women won't refuse to film with her after the reunion. But I don't, I don't think the the Monique thing is such an outlier. I think she's telling us she doesn't want to be back. Mm -hmm. Chris obviously doesn't want to participate in this anymore. I don't begrudge him for it. But if, if Monique doesn't return, it's not going to be because the network told her she's not coming back. It's because Monique is like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore, Mm -hmm. which she's sort of been telling us for several months is the case. I would be shocked if she returned, but if she doesn't, it's because she walked away. She doesn't mm-hmm. need the money. No. No. She doesn't like these women no. with the exception of Ashley and um I don't even Karen, think she likes there, Ashley. She had, like, tabs for them. Yeah, I, you don't th- I think she does. I think, I think that they've the mothering stuff yeah. they've grown like recently in the past year. I think they've formed a genuine relationship I, with each other. I just think that if I just think that if she didn't need someone on her, on her side, she might not have bonded with her over mom stuff do you see what i'm saying like i think that there's there was a friendship there like sort of and when she realized that there was no one else to like to have on her side throughout this whole fight she clung to her you know and do you ever think i I feel like we i wonder if Andy will talk about the this at all i don't i doubt it because i feel like it's very like reddit thready for it's too reddit thready mm -hmm. for bravo but if monique did hide any um cameras like hide any um tapes of the assault from um, last season i really don't think that's possible it's so that would be her she is a smart woman her husband is a, a smart man yeah. they're not going to break the law for to protect a castmate because they know that in a year from now she will get into a physical altercation and it's like a back to the future situation <laughs> sure. where she knows that she's going to hide it. It's just fun to think about. If you're I mean like the idea like let's let's talk about this like the idea that you're saying that they have bonded because of this year mm-hmm. um and solely because she knows she needed someone but that situation took place a year prior that that calculation doesn't make sense That's to me. True. I think that they did they have truly bonded together because maybe they've been through that and she mm-hmm. um she was sympathetic to what her friend was going through and the idea of their marriage being challenged and everything else right. met, felt she felt something as a result of that and felt like a line had been crossed and then this person also has a child and they maybe are both interested in like homeopathic ways of life and like a certain kind of like parenthood style and they bonded over that and also both don't like Candace. Like there are <laughs> yeah, that's true. there are reasons that they could have a genuine yeah. dynamic yeah. that also PS does help them on this show. Right. It's not to say that that this friendship doesn't there isn't an element there, but I don't think that's entirely like the sole foundation of it. And do I I really don't I just think there is no nothing in the world would make a person hide raw footage to there's no reason for it just it puts you in so much it's such a place of liability mm-hmm. and they have a lot at stake that it I wouldn't I don't I truly don't think that they would open the door to that and it does make sense that they wouldn't the cameras wouldn't be on in certain areas and stuff because they have a big fucking house they it's have a camera for the yeah. biggest so house. who would think that they would need it you <laughs> so, know yeah. so in short I'm wrong <laughs> no, 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 Sarah. Sarah, I'm kidding. You've convinced. Right is the term that I would. It's like 15 minutes past right. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? Like right did occur. It was right o'clock at one point. Maybe just not like right at this minute. Right. But right. It'll yeah, be yeah. there again in another 45. <laughs> Something that is interesting um to me that I do want to talk about is like Michael. I know like we're going to get more of it next episode, but like Michael Darby, I hate giving him more time than we have to, but like I am. I'm excited to see 
because I know that she's not going to own like up to his shit, but like him not being there and then him, her being like, yeah, he was like away at a wedding and with this was a last minute thing. It's like, no, he's not there because he doesn't want to be like approached about the video. You think? I don't, I can't decide. Um, I mean, I think he likes being in control of things. Like, Mm -hmm. the idea that she said on an after show episode that he was upset because he didn't feel like he got, like, his perspective shown enough or something. And it's like, sweetie, I don't think that was the problem. But, um, uh, that's certainly his perspective, which is always nuanced and entirely incorrect. (laughs) So, I think that, I don't know that he was running away from it. I was pissed initially at the idea that he could get away with not being there, um, and then I was talking to a friend about it who was like, no, that's actually really good because he would have hijacked the entire yeah, thing. Yeah, that's and true. It would have just that's been true. a mess. And she's already saying incredibly harmful, problematic things about the nature of victim blaming yes. and someone asking for it and, and making these excuses that are just really, I'm like, I'm honestly embarrassed for her. So if he had been there to co-sign and help drive that, I think it would have been worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, I think it's okay that he wasn't there, but He's just a, he's like not a good guy. He's like very clearly a very toxic, disturbed individual and uh, ego aplenty. And so I do wish he's not there for that. Yeah. I wish he was there to talk. Sorry. I wish he was there to talk about the party because (laughs) (laughs) that video makes me, I shouldn't laugh, but it's just like the party of this season. I mean, not like the, not the leaked video party. I'm talking about the, the last episode of the season when he, the finale red face hulks, like angry tequila shots. Uh, Yeah. I wish he was there to talk, like own up to some of that shit because I mean, he wouldn't, but that was, um, he doesn't think he was wrong. I don't think that Ashley, Ashley's defense, public defense right now is that he wasn't wrong. It just, it, Chris Stiller didn't push him. Chris was just like, can you please like step off me? And then like, like, I think that he was like, I think that, the, I don't think he he was like pushing. I think it was just like, can you stop? And then Michael starts freaking out and then, and then pushing happened. I mean, I don't think he was like, babe, like take a moment. No, no, and, no. Like, he wasn't. <laughs> I think he, I think Chris invaded, I think Michael Darby like invaded his personal space and was drunk yeah. and Chris turned around and was like, check yourself and when michael doubled down he was pushing him away from a situation that could have easily turned violent and michael wouldn't have done great in that so (laughs) i think chris is protecting him from himself he would have done actively bad that's something yeah and i think that michael doesn't understand that michael doesn't understand that he could ever cross a line michael doesn't understand that um people aren't agreeing michael doesn't understand that him being an aggressor isn't a good thing right and Mm -hmm. so he and he's such an elitist and such an egomaniac that the idea of like security, you know, God forbid coming near him again, doing their jobs is something <laughs> that is inappropriate <laughs> and embarrassing uh, for them. You know, it's just, it's gross. I it's just wish, classism yeah, I wish he was there to talk about that night because I want to see just the other husband's shit on him. <laughs> he. He is. It wouldn't break him. Like he, no, he's so. Not. I think he would thrive on yeah. it. Honestly. Where do we? Where do you think we head with Ashley and Michael? Like, like what's to come? Because every season gets darker with the two of them. And when you're talking about darkness, obviously there there is an altercation that's very dark. But I do think that Michael brings a darkness to this show, like over and over again. That I part of me wants them not there anymore. But then at the same time, if we take them out. 
do you think that we lack storylines? I mean, I think Ashley's a top tier housewife. You do. And yeah, I really do. I think she knows what needs to get done. Like when she was at that lunch with Monique and she's like, let's just call Karen. Like she knows Mm -hmm. what the fuck. She knows how to do this job. She is very smart, very funny. I don't agree with her on a lot of stuff, but I appreciate and respect her (laughs) in her power. I like no choice but to stand. (laughs) And Michael has given us so much, but he's become an impediment, I would think, on the future success of his wife, which she understands because she has referenced the fact that she wouldn't show up at work and like, you know, assault his coworkers or um, behave in the manner and the, the ways that he, that he is. And it appears that he's like subconsciously trying to challenge her future on Potomac. And yet at the same time, it's like, can, can Ashley film Potomac without him? Mm-hmm. I don't know how that would work, but I do know that, if she's back next season, which I assume she will be, they'll do yet another reset of we've been through it, but we talked mm-hmm. and now we have a, a new baby or now the baby's almost here and we pretend that everything's okay, but we've done that for four seasons of a reset every season after the first to say like, we've been through it. He did something, but I've forgiven him and given an, another chance. And I don't know what he could do next season. That would be worse than what he's already done. I mean, he woke up in a hotel room without his clothes on in bed with a woman and there's video of it that was shown on an episode. And she was, she tried to have another baby and was successful. She's now pregnant with him after that. Mm -hmm. So, like, what else could he do if she's telling him she's she's telling us that she would walk away if he cheated, but she's showing us that that's not necessarily the case. What's crazy to me, though, is that with this whole cheating scandal that he definitely cheated and they talk about it like Ashley, him and then her mom and uncle, they talk about him. cheat. They say the word cheating. And then like at the reunion, when she's confronted in front of these women, she's like, nothing happened. I mean, there's this idea. I'm not married. Um, Chris Manzo called me, not yet. Um, But there's this idea that I hear like married people say where they're like, you know, you could sleep with someone, but if you kiss them, that's worse, which I've never understood. Oh, absolutely um, But like the idea that like there's an intimacy there that like if you like it's like that's worse than like having sex with your spouse, which fascinating. But um, I I think cheating in the sense that he obviously has stepped out Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. being in a hotel room with a special friend who you just met and waking up without your clothing on is is some form of something. I think what she's now trying to pretend or does believe because he said this to her and she's chosen to believe him is that they never had sex but what like candace and everybody else is saying monique is dead silent at that point Mm. just like staring into the abyss waiting for this to be done is that like very obviously they had sex and so if she's understands that he cheated in that moment he did something that was disrespectful to their marriage maybe she's okay living in this like purgatory state mm-hmm. where she may not know, but she's like 
closing her eyes. Mm-hmm. She's convincing. She's gaslighting herself. <laughs> like to, I mean, yeah. that's a great way of putting yeah. it. I think yeah. that she is. I think she is. And I think we all know what the truth is. <laughs> right. you know, like, well, exactly. I, I found it, it, it. I don't like when she's talking about her. When she says that she too has cheated in the past. And when she broke that down, what she did was she hooked up with someone when they were separated, which to me, that's not cheating. Yeah. I mean, we get into this on Atlanta. I think separation is different for everybody. I think if you're separated, that means you are literally separated, trying to figure out your life. And you may have an agreement. This is like the nature of every relationship is its own precious flower. But you may have a, a, a discussion with your spouse that's like, here are the terms of our separation. I don't want to know about anything that you're doing during this, but you have my you know, essentially my permission to do whatever while we figure out if we have a future together, or it could be we're separated, but I want us to only date each other Mm -hmm. and try to see if we can get back to a spot. I don't, I, I do not understand how sleeping with somebody or whatever she was doing, waking up in a hotel room with somebody who knows how, I don't see that that being that that's a form of cheating if it's happening during a separation, but every relationship is different, but she's made a lot of like equations to me that don't make sense including when she said you know we have a untraditional non-traditional relationship because we've invited people into our bedroom and that is somehow comparable to the idea that he's cheated it's on her because not. yeah it's not yeah. like you are consenting to that you don't know if somebody is cheating which is to say that they're doing something behind your back without your permission, you know, or without your approval or without even giving you the chance to share your perspective on that. I think that's very different. And it's, she's done this a couple of times, all referencing her relationship with Michael, where she makes these comparisons to protect him that really just, I would think further destroys like a part of herself, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. cause she's lowering herself every time she lowers him more and more, uh, in order to make this unworkable situation work. And, you know, I don't want to, um, I don't want to say that she doesn't have power in this. I don't want to take that away from her that she's choosing to be in this relationship. You know, she's making a choice to do this. I don't necessarily understand what she's getting out of this. I myself, but it's obvious that she does. She's mm-hmm. having another kid with him. She has to be in some way okay with this dynamic or okay with her idea of what it is and what she'll put up with in order to continue being married to this guy. It's like the kids. Um, I think she's getting the kids she's always wanted out of it. Unfortunately, they look exactly like Michael Darby. <laughs> <laughs> which she takes as an insult and i get that they do it doesn't have to mean the child is not adorable it's just that the child looks like your Michael junior who touches people's butts <laughs> Ooh. I mean, Mazel Tov on number two. Oh, um, yeah. I, so I am really, I, I'm loving Wendy at this reunion. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because of her experience in this format, you know, when she is mm-hmm. um, on, on like corresponding, uh, pol- well, political analyzing. Commentator. Comment- <laughs> Why did I lose my words? All of those words work. She's a political commentator. She's an analyst. 
she's a forty degree <laughs> right. Woman. But I feel like it's finally lending itself to the format, and that's in mm-hmm. our reunion. I yes. think she's doing a great job of, um, you know, bringing 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 the drama. I think she looks great. I didn't love the dress on on when I saw the full body photo, but I do think she looks yeah. so pretty sitting yeah. there in the chair. Um, and she's honest. She's owning stuff. I think I think that we we're kind of in the middle about whether she'd come back again or not. But I think here at the latter end of this season, we've really, I've come around to her at least. Did you think she wouldn't come back or did you think you didn't want her to come back? No, no, no. I was worried. I just felt like she was an odd fit. The problem was she came in and there was all this drama about Candace and Monique that like, we didn't really get a good grasp on her story because like, Mm -hmm. to be frank, like I don't think anyone cared at that moment because we had so so many other other things going on. Mm -hmm. So it took us, it took me some time to like get really see if she fit into this group or not. Cause all of the women, some of the women knew each other before this and then Mm -hmm. they've been together through this whole process. And they're all Mm -hmm. so close that she felt a little exterior to me, but her and Giselle clicked on a level. That's what like Ashley talked about with Giselle. She's like the way you two have the the way that Giselle has accepted her into Giselle's life is like Mm -hmm. so quick and crazy. Because yeah. she's usually so hard on people when they come into the group. So I think that, like, I think that she'll definitely stick around. Yeah. Oh, I'm convinced she will now. I just wasn't before. I, yeah. Her and Candy are friends. Mm-hmm. So I keep calling her Candy because her <laughs> name is Candy Gal on Instagram. But her and Candace are friends. <laughs> what yeah. Are your and thoughts? I think she herself, I mean, like, she herself has, has said, you know, like, I didn't even know Monique when that altercation happened. And because Monique then didn't film in any group setting until essentially the reunion she never got to like even really have an opinion on all of this mm-hmm. because all she saw was kind of that altercation IRL. She didn't get a chance to bond or even get to understand um, who Monique is. And because she went through this situation, I would think that it would be very bonding, especially if you have the same opinion on it as, you know, Giselle and right. Robin and, um, and Candace herself, you know, I think that that, does a lot to a person and could really, you know, fast forward some friendships. Mm -hmm. I think she was, I think, you know, she can be very reactive. I think she was great casting. I Mm -hmm. think when people talk about how they feel about her and it's like positive or negative, I think she was a terrific addition on a show where if you're not a good fit, it's going to, you're going to see it very clearly, very quickly. But I think that Potomac, especially, has done just such a rock star job with casting with Mm -hmm. these women that even if you're, you know, not a candy stan or you're not a Monique person, I think that there is like some respect that has to be given for the roles that these women play on these shows, regardless of, you know, how many times they may cross a line and how, you know? Yeah. Well, we also got kind of our last little bit on the reunion. Um, We got the beginning of like the breakdown of the fight and, um, I just I'm in shock that Monique the way Monique's point of view on all of this like it continues to just really scare me that she has no sort of remorse. I know that there are people that are team Monique. I've like said that at one point when watching all this, but like as her appearances post show have come out where she just continues to have no that, that she cannot say I'm sorry is that's not that difficult of a two words to say. Mm-hmm. And if nothing else do it for the show like do it for but like and then maybe 
I mean, that would be, that's disgusting if she would say, I'm sorry, and then go home and be like to Chris and be like, I didn't actually mean that. But like, I just wish that she could say that. So her storyline could be done and we could move on like to next season without her here, but just know that like it wrapped up, but her just sitting there with no emotion. It's, it's scary. And it would make more. Oh, wait, sorry. My dog's barking. <laughs> it would make more sense if she was like, cause you hear her talk about that. She thought candy Candace pushed her when we see, you see Giselle, like kind of like, sh- like touch her shoulder, be like, move back. Mm-hmm. And you see that and like you hear her on the like watching that clip going, oh, I thought she was like, I always thought that was Candace. So there's a world where she thought that Candace did start it. And that's okay to be like my understanding of the actions that that took place were I was touched hard on my shoulder. I assumed Mm -hmm. it was Candace because of my emotions kind of like Mm -hmm. lost my like vision <laughs> she mm-hmm. says she like blacked out mm-hmm. it would make more sense if she was like that's my that's why i went there because i thought you went there and i'm sorry like i can write her the script like <laughs> i'm ready to go yeah but she hasn't she acknowledged that she thought candace pushed her even though it was giselle it's just like yeah it's not yeah what do you think hard. about that giselle the giselle hand push do you think it matters I, I think it does. I think it matters in the moment that there was, she felt like she needed to defend herself. Someone is touching her and her instinct was that it was Candace or it was somebody, I think she thought it was Candace and that she took it as like, you know, a sign of war that somebody was like getting in her personal space after the hand thing. I mean, you know, she's saying that these things triggered her. The women are saying that it didn't happen. And then they edit in the moment where <laughs> the, so it obviously happen. proves yes. that it yeah. does. Right. But it's like, two things can be true at once one that Monique genuinely did feel triggered by specific moments that these other women are saying didn't happen and I don't think that they're lying I think that they don't remember it or or Mm -hmm. didn't see it but they obviously did it backs up in many ways parts of Monique's reasoning and at the same time it is in you can absolutely accept that Candace was physically harmed and was emotionally traumatized and Mm -hmm. I don't, I, it's like the stand I'm saying only one can be true or I only believe in one. And it's like, both can be true. And the reality is Monique is pretty, a a pretty empathetic person or somebody that one could see themselves that many people can see themselves empathizing with while also accepting that she was entirely wrong in Mm -hmm. this situation. And, um, and also say that, Candace online can be a piece of shit and can be incredibly provocative and can say things that are incredibly harmful and neither of them are taking responsibility for it. And both of them should Candace. Mm -hmm. And I, I, people say, well, other people also are provocative and say things. And I think Candace crosses a line so often and so repeatedly with such relish that the other women don't. And yeah, Ashley has said crazy things about Ray and, and Karen. And, um, these women have all said wild things about each other, but I do think the ways that Candace crosses a line, it's like, yeah, is she, is she, is she, um, fulfilling the terms of, of her employment? And, and is she being a housewife in, in sometimes a fantastic way, as far as like, creating these crazy environments like yeah does she also cross a line several times absolutely does that mean she deserved to have her physical body uh harmed in any way of course not but i think that 
you know, Candace doesn't take responsibility for anything. And I think Monique obviously is, has 0% zero interest in taking responsibility for anything. And in some ways they might both be doing it for the same reason, which is they don't want to be vulnerable or accountable to each other because they hate each other so much at this point, you know, like the law has been involved. They feel like their jobs, maybe one of them cares more about that than the other or on the line because of this. They don't want to be in the same room with each other. They genuinely dislike each other. And it's like, why would, regardless of however we feel, and I wish that Monique had said, yeah, I touched this person. I behaved in a way that I shouldn't. I harmed her and I'm sorry. She might not feel that way anymore. And Monique is not doing herself any favors by how she's, by how she behaved on part two. I felt, I was like, this is not it, babe. Like you're saying at one point to Candace or to somebody like this, like, you know, like this isn't going to go well for you, how you're behaving on the reunion. And it's like, sweetie, you shouldn't be the one advising her Mm -hmm. of that because someone should be saying that to you. Like neither of these women are doing necessarily what I wish they would do, which is of course my thoughts as a complete stranger, you know, outsider, all of this, but it does make sense to me why it does make sense to me in some ways why Candace refuses to take responsibility for any aspect of this because she's coming from a place of trauma and it makes sense to me why Monique would refuse to as well because Monique is holding on to her own feelings of defensiveness about this Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. yeah it sucks it sucks it's like this isn't gonna go anywhere definitely you know standing their ground and everybody else is upset as well you know it's it's not a good situation it's not it doesn't bode well for this cast if both of them stay on which is why i really don't think that monique is going to be a part of it Mm -hmm. next season i think if monique stayed candace would be gone not of her own choosing no matter what she says in public but i don't i don't know that it's going to come to that i I don't know what's going to happen with candace but i i do think that that monique is going to say goodbye and she will be one of the few housewives to leave um on her own accord choosing yeah Yeah. which is a very very rare spot yeah yeah Yeah. i mean i I think she's just gonna put i I could see next sunday or this upcoming sunday after the reunion being like a a post goes up being like oh this is my time has ended like her announcing it this weekend Mm -hmm. she is premiering her video drag her her assault song (laughs) on part three what is it called drag 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 queen drag queen you can't tell me that you take any responsibility for this when you record a song about the incident. rapping about it when Chris is like the beginning part too, which I thought was cute. But yeah, I don't know how that falls in. Like, why would I think that she would take responsibility for this when she's created a single celebrating it? Like, mm. why? Where would we eat? We can't say this is like about the winky smiles on Twitter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because that was in the days or weeks following this when she may have felt a certain way and then had that corrected. This is well over a year after the fact. She has created a song about it. I have, I don't understand that for the life of me. I don't, I don't get it at all. No. It doesn't reflect in any way well for her, no, I would think. Not even her, a little. <laughs> not even a little, except her stands probably think this is an LOL and I yeah. just don't. That video, when they play that shit back, that, I, Wait, yay. I haven't seen any, I haven't heard the song either. Oh, we're talking about the video, the fight video. Oh. Not oh, like, oh, the, oh yeah, yeah, but her song is like, it's like Chris is at the beginning. 
Um, and then she's, I can't even in my head, I can't think of it right now, but it's, yeah, it's not great. It's like literally like I will drag you. Okay, you great. Can't wait. To, I'll, I'll tune in after we finish recording. <laughs> oh my God. Then I can't imagine the video. I'm like terrified. Of it's going to be like in open. front of their fish tank in that ugly, like huge ass house they have with T'Challa. T- Definitely will be in it. T'Challa I mean, will be there. Has to be. Yeah, Tichal's gonna be there. I, uh, yeah, I don't know what it's gonna be. I yeah, it's gonna be a mess. I I don't know. Um, any final thoughts on Potomac before we wrap up? I am excited for the season to be over. Yeah, it is emotionally <laughs> exhausting. I, I will say. Well, as I'm thrilled by it, I also feel tired after some of these, these episodes. These women definitely need like six months off from um, airtime and from filming. I don't think yeah, that will happen. We could condense that. We could <laughs> condense that. Allegedly, Karen is like, Karen just posted something that she was shooting and people think it was for Potomac. I don't know that it is, but it could be. I, I you know, the Potomac thing is like, unfortunately, the reunion happens and then there is a sense of like, record as quickly, start recording as quickly as possible. But I don't know how this will work with the timing with Ashley, because mm-hmm. I would think she would need, understandably so, of course maternity Maternity leave yeah so i don't know i don't know what they're thinking or when or how covid will um uh play into that decision Mm -hmm. but you know i love them i i just i don't know what to do with next i think you know monique's gonna make the decision for many of us and then we'll see what happens from there honestly kicks i'm almost upset that you said six months because if if they take that long off we don't have content to talk about <laughs> yeah. the the lights won't stay on the here lights won't stay on. no i mean i just like feel bad for them it's been so heavy and dark i like want them to like just take a breath i mean yeah, it's they been have... a solid year since they filmed right but they've had it right here we go they've had a year off but from filming I think that, like they need okay i think they need a couple months no filming no airing. Okay. Okay. I don't think, I don't, I don't want that. But... I don't think that they I do not that. agree with you. But... Karen's got hair to sell. Yes. Giselle needs to find herself a new makeup line and maybe a new boyfriend. <laughs> like there's, there's stuff that they probably want to. Oh, Jamal. You know. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Did we see, news came out today that Jamal is uh, suing Monique. Did you see this? What? He's, <laughs> he's, he's sent her a cease For and desist what? off of her um, comments. Of reading, I, I don't know if it had to do with reading his phone number or something. Okay, well, if you send a cease and desist, that probably means that some of it's true. <laughs> cease and desist from what? Is he sending that to his congregation oh, as well? Tom's about to no, read it. Okay, I have the article from the TMZ. critically renowned TV Deets Instagram account. <laughs> um, Jamal Bryant has sent Monique Samuels a cease and desist letter and the ROP... Our RHOP star has since responded with her own legal threats, according to a new report from TMZ. I'm this is so this is not the TMZ article. Uh, Jamal isn't happy about Monique's uh, uh, allegations at the reunion that he has carried on an inappropriate relationship with a woman at his congregation while appearing to date Giselle Bryant on the show and says Monique is maliciously spreading inaccurate and unfounded information, which that can't be true that's not true (laughs) yeah he needs to sue like literally half the women of atlanta and also his church because the man has how many kids and has cheated on his wife how many times like he should sue giselle for bringing up the fact that he's a cheater cheater pumpkin eater season one and then build off from there he shouldn't go anywhere near making damaging comments after he went on an uh instagram live last week and said that (laughs) 
Chris Samuels had a brain injury, which I can't. Jamal Bryant, medical doctor, who's had this man as his patient for several years, has the right to say, no, he does not. Like, he is allegedly a pastor. How do you have somebody? I mean, I'm Jewish. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck my rabbi was doing, except he was like an amazing person. I think <laughs> rabbis are great. There's no way. I would never. How do you go to a place of worship and listen to a man who is telling you how to live a righteous life when he has lived the exact opposite of that and is now participating in bullshit. I would think, how do you look at this person as and like, take their word for and it? Like, as a he's leader, representing the word of God. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. No, I, don't, I... I think he's a piece of shit. He should, I don't know where he's coming up with the money from that. I hope his daughter's restaurant that it's close so he can get a yeah. check. <laughs> let's have some let's t- talk about suspicious circumstances let's mm-hmm. hear more about that dynamic but um that restaurant has yeah. since closed by the way arizona what was <laughs> arizona's right i don't know i think that's what it was called we're from yeah. we're from dallas we're and oh. yeah so um we have been to the roundup um and we don't Our- know the we don't know the boys who did it though um mm. but we are familiar with um kind of the mega church world. That's not like the church that we grew up in, but, but it's also not surprising to me that there's like scandals at a mega church because that's the South. Yeah. like There's just a lot of money and it's a lot about like, I think that appearance and status. Show, yeah, and, yeah. Making appearances there. And I, it doesn't surprise me that they just kind of turn a blind eye to it. I mean, that's crazy crazy to me Mm -hmm. that is and i believe you i just think that's like such a strange well the problem with i don't we don't need to get into all of this with religion but the problem i found with a lot of organized religion is taking taking what you want to believe and just having that be like what you what you believe like taking like x y and z from you know, a page, but not, but not seeing that you should love everyone equally, you know, like things like that. And so I think that, that there's a lot of like choosing what they want to participate in and they just don't want to put any emotional, uh, weight into his, his, into, you know, him sleeping with people. Instead, they'll just focus on his words on the Bible. I mean, it's just so interesting that he's trying to say, and a cease and desist is not suing somebody, right, it's threatening not, but... to. So, like, you could literally get a cease and desist on Google and, you know, sign that from, like, <laughs> Lawyer Larry and call it a day. But I don't think he should want to engage with Monique in that way because he doesn't have the money behind it. But the idea that Monique, uh, that sorry, that Giselle says on camera, I don't want to talk about how many children he has because I don't want to you know, disrespect him or, or their moms when it's like, you don't actually know the answer to that probably <laughs> is my guess. Right. And you're trying to sue somebody else for talking about you and maybe like saying your phone number at a filming, but you opened yourself up to this yeah. by not attending the taping and why not taping yourself ta- on. And that's what was weird to me. It's like, you won't go to the reunion, but you'll spend like an hour plus just talking on Instagram live. Like what? He had camera angles. Right. He was yeah. doing an Instagram live. According to my friend Kiki, the talk of shame who talked about this on, on IG and TikTok. Like he had a zoom recording while he was doing the IG. He had camera angles. And I just think he's, 
I just think he's honestly such a joke. And I don't, Monique is not the first nor last person to say that. I think he's yeah. like such a piece of shit, but like, it's just, it just does not show Giselle off well for her to pretend in any way that this is someone to align with, align with, let alone pretend to date. Right. I mean, like, if we want to talk about like fraudulent stuff, I don't think he wants to be in a deposition talking about the accuracy of the relationship he was trying to present on camera versus what he was doing IRL. No. I don't think that's going to go well for him. And I don't think he has the money to sustain it, r- regardless no. of how much people are tithing his way, you know? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. I guess we're going to end on him. (laughs) Talk about trash. My God. I know. Wait, so let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with our final segment here with uh, Sarah Galley. Okay. And we are back with Sarah Galley. Sarah, it's been such a nice time getting to know you and chat about all Mm -hmm. this stuff. You have such great insights and just like knowledge about all things Bravo and yeah, you've been great chatting with. Oh my God. I love chatting with you guys too. This has been awesome. I love swimming in trash. (laughs) (laughs) It's stinky. It is. So we like to wrap up on a fun little dialogue about whether we think each other would be good on reality TV or not. And, um, We'll we'll start with our read on you, and then you can finish by uh, eviscerating the two of us. And okay? understanding that we just met, <laughs> also you guys. long time friends, right? Long, long time friends, Sarah Galley and the Hamlets. <laughs> so you obviously can say no. There's no. It's your honest opinion. Yeah. Done. Um. So I'll I'll start. Okay. So my. M- Here's my thing. I don't know that I want you on reality TV because then you don't get to talk about reality TV. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say like me, like this setting is perfect for you because you are so smart and you like you have such insight to the ladies, the men, all the people on the shows that like a talk show medium, I think, is like your trajectory. Would love it. Thank you so You're much. You're so welcome. The only issue with pleasure. talk show is you only have like 30 minutes or, you know. And so I feel mm-hmm. like I, I wish there was like a talk show format that was like podcast. Do you know what I mean? YouTube? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, like you longer mean a format talk show. You mean you can like download Red Table YouTube talk episodes works. and then save them on your phone and watch them on the train? <laughs> yeah, but YouTube is... A, okay, I don't know. That's magical. That was a mo- That was a magical moment that I just witnessed between the two Sometimes of you. Sometimes my that brain. Talk yeah. about chemistry. I know. Well, brother, sister. It's been a journey having do hosting with your sibling. Oh my god, I cannot. Don't you ever just like stop and tell each other to go fuck fuck yourself? Like that's not really like, our relationship. No, I mean, we if is we, it not? If we say that, it's going to be on camera on air. Save the material. We, I we yell at each other though, Smart. but yeah, we don't but, fight. Like, like laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I could, like, we could start now like thinking about you... Bachelor recap. <laughs> I got very angry. Who's well, the older? Which one of you is the Wait, older I, person? Oh, no, the I always, sorry, want, I always want to ask if what who you who did you think I was older? I would say you. I yeah. would say that you okay, were older, okay. but um, by a little, by like a year and a half, maybe three. Like Irish twins, three years. Oh, three years. We okay. s- we say we're twins just because we look a lot alike and are really you close. You look a lot alike. <laughs> 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 I just did a little pose. <laughs> um. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I wish I'm trying to think of like a recent fight we had. The biggest the fight we about. Ba- do you watch know. Bachelor? I 
Okay. So I watch, um, do you know haters? No. Haters, the Mm-mm. Instagram. He's so funny. I watch his reactions to The Bachelor and Bachelorette on um IG stories and um Lucy, Lucy on the ground with rocks. I love watching them watch it. Mm-hmm. I've seen some episodes and I've seen episodes of bachelor in paradise i do follow it because i'm obsessed i like can't not go to people.com every 45 seconds Mm -hmm. uh so i know the people involved but i i just i don't i don't have it in me to watch that's fair but i i i'm i heard about last night i was watching other people yeah we didn't watch last night we know what happened but no but the biggest fight we got into recently was about a contestant that i hate and tom likes because i hate (laughs) who do you hate because i'm probably gonna know the the rich like the upper east side guy. guy yeah makes my was blood he boil real? was he like a real because yeah. i saw clips from other people watching and i think i watched an episode this season but i was like very confused about he's who, very like, real that's who unfortunately that is who he is he's not playing a character but Tom likes him because it makes me so angry. <laughs> <laughs> Just do you really like him? No, do you, like, do you no, think- I don't really no, like okay. him. But I mean, but don't no 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 but i i don't want to get in trouble for liking someone on reality television because they make good reality television that's but that's why yes you can say that there are there are housewives we like for our tv but i don't know that i want to be their friend you respect your villains that's good you respect your villains you know their role you don't necessarily think that they're like you know the mother Teresa of the bachelorette but um yeah, no, I think that's great. I think that's great. But wait, so talking about this, do I think that you guys are a good fit for reality TV? I would love to see, even though I haven't seen this in so long, okay. but I know I have seen some seasons. I'd love to see you guys on Big Brother. Thank you. Mm. I would love that. Mm-hmm. I My I dream is to be on Survivor or Big Brother, like in that in the CBS reality world. Um, I just want it so bad. Um, I couldn't last five. I've had this conversation with OG of the AG, Damian Bellino, who got me into specific. I've seen several seasons of Survivor in the past year, I think starting during quarantine, I want to say, but I'd seen like Richard Hatch is from Rhode Island. I'm from Rhode Island. Got so it. like we know the whole saga, but, um, and I watched the, the most recent, the 40 years of war. Yeah. Yes. Which I loved. I was obsessed so with it. Yeah. And Boston Rob. I mean, my love forever, yes. but again, New England pride. But um, <laughs> I couldn't last. I don't ever want to be dirty. I don't ever <laughs> want to be physically uncomfortable. Like I don't like rice enough. I mean, I rice you- is a wonderful. I could serve. I could subsist. <laughs> but like, I'm a 20 year vegetarian, and I also have a texture thing. I can't and a smell and like a. I can't. I can't go near if the texture isn't right. Like there's no way it's going to happen. And so like eating a slug would be hard for me. And like they eat squirrels. What is it that they eat? It's like rats and shit. Yeah, they eat rats every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. You're honestly convincing me that you should go on so yeah. I can watch this breakdown happen. <laughs> and like, you can't like, how do you like, I think they get toilet paper not to be like gross, but like, so they have like a, they, so what happens is they have a, body of water that they swim in and that they fish in and all that stuff they don't poop in that water wait well wait don't you dare sarah (laughs) wait just around the corner they have like in the same body of water but just like down a little bit they go relieve themselves designated area it's all it's all ocean but they're allowed they like 
can bring that like makes me emotional <laughs> the idea of like, I feel they like can I'm bring like, right now I'm like literally emo I couldn't I don't want to be I think they can bring like um so they wear like a swimsuit or some sort of like thing that they can swim in and like undergarments <laughs> what are you talking what are you getting at I don't are you know. asking if they wear a bra no like, they do these? yes 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 so they like wear they... and then they have yeah. they can wear like a t-shirt and like a cover situation all of this and then they have pants or shorts okay and that's it and then one pair of shoes. Oh, I thought you were getting that like they could bring toilet paper. I thought that's no, what you were no, no, say. no. I was gonna say they can bring like their medication, and oh. I think that's it. They don't. Need, they, I don't know if they're even. Maybe allowed. And the clothing they with... wear is not their clothing. The clothing that they wear is designed by their. Like, yeah, they like have a wardrobe. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is like suspicious because then really you know, weird. like, who's a nerd based on like, oh, are they wearing? Yeah, like, it, it has to be like, color. Like, yeah. it has to be kind of like color coded too because of the teams they're initially in. Like they have to have a red outfit and a yellow outfit so then when they pick the teams they tell the wardrobe tells them which one to wear to the island you know what's super upsetting when they go to tribal council and it starts to rain and jeff probes <laughs> by the way i think is one of the best reality tv hosts of all time the, like, the best. best yes so talented he knows exactly what he's doing he mm-hmm. attends the rehearsals for challenges to like make sure he is so good at his job mm-hmm. and deserves to be commended for it but um when if i can't do rain either <laughs> i don't want to ever be wet i don't They're ever just want to be there and it's like beating on them I cancel back when we used to do things. I I cancel things when it rains. Like if it starts raining, a friend knows that they're going to get a text message from me being like, oh, I don't feel well. You know, like I don't feel well because I'm looking at rain outside and I don't want to be near that. Thank you. No, thank you, sir. No, thank you. You really aren't fit for Survivor. I don't want to. I don't know that. I don't. I, I don't you're arguably the be, most unfit person for survivor i have ever met i don't like sand either like where like do you sand. go for vacations and the weird thing is like i also don't want to be at a pool i like laying on the beach but it's like i'm like what, that too. here's the other problem is that like you hate the ocean i i t- I love the ocean. I don't want to go near that Same. water though because I don't want to be wet and I'm afraid of, I spent too much money on my hair color to like fuck with that. But when I, I go to Miami once a year with my mom to see family in quotes because we do one dinner with cousins and then are at the beach every other day. And um, we stay at like whatever Fakakta hotel my mom gets for free with points, which is always next to like a nice hotel. So right. I will rent a chair at like the Fountain Blue which is like $30, $40 a day, mm-hmm. even though I have a free chair literally on the exact same beach. Why? Because I like their drinks menu more. And I like a certain appetizer that they have. So <laughs> I will rent a chair for $40. I am a sociopath. I don't even think I would be good at the amazing race. I would like to take an amazing stroll through Paris and maybe have a camera crew follow right. yeah. me. But you don't want to be I running could... with a backpack on, which is difficult in itself. Well, you, oh, you have to carry your clothing, right? You everything, have. yeah. No, I'm no you don't have like a very, Sarah has like a, a, a bellhop, bellhop just like pushing her bags through. I was running the other day because I'm like live in New York City and we, do we too. can't take the. Oh, oh, I thought you said, oh, Texas. Where are you guys in New York? We're in oh, we're Washington Heights. Harlem, Washington Heights. Yeah. Oh, look, amaze. Um, poor part of Upper East Side for me. So I, <laughs> Shut take the, so I take the ferry everywhere, which I only discovered during COVID. And now I'm obsessed with it because it goes down the East River, makes you feel fancy, makes you feel good, makes you feel like you're having a fun experience. It's not related to um, almost maybe dying from a global pandemic. But um, I almost missed the ferry going from Brooklyn back to the Upper East and like, 
should have run to the ferry because I was, <laughs> but I didn't want to. So I just kind yes. of was like, hey, as I'm like power walking, like I do have a slow jog when you're pretending to jog, yes. but you're not actually moving. Yeah. So I did like performative fake jogging. Performative jogging. So the guy at the ferry would wait for me and they did wait. And thank you. Thank you, guy at the ferry. Time. But then an inch, it's like the reverse, like the reverse six, like they're always on time. They're so, shout out to people in the ferry, I die for them, but <laughs> not enough to run because I don't want to be uncomfortable. No, running I in a backpack eight miles is... a day. I don't want to run. No, running in a backpack is one of the most awkward things you can do. You should do they supply you the backpack? What about back support? Like, you don't want to like the. It's yourself. like a big, like, yeah, it's uh, like, you know what the, like, the the, it's like a mountain, it's like a, Never want to do it. A camping Never, ever backpack. Go camping. Never <laughs> ever glamping. Honestly, the idea of glamping is like how much of a glam is in that pain? Because when the OC women went glamping, I was like, this is not enough for me. Like I don't. And why would you pay thousands of dollars? Oh, to when they went to the sand, when three, the desert, that thing. Like I said, you're paying how much money? Or to right. Pretend, and it's like a three star hotel. Why would I do that? Why would I make myself? <laughs> I will feel bad. A moment I that. always remember, like in my days is uh when marlo went glamping with everyone and she wore like that it was like a it was like a camo jumpsuit and like six inch <laughs> stilettos and the the camera crew got footage of her walking back like walking to go get a hotel like at night like she was walking <laughs> in the street at like at like 3 a.m like in the stilettos trying to find somewhere else to sleep she's clean. i mean it's like being a kid and going to a sleepover, but like what, what kind of food is available at the sleepover? Like, right. where am I sleeping at the sleepover? Yeah. Like, where are my provisions? What is my lifestyle going to be like for the next 12 to 14 hours? I think these are questions that need to be asked and answered, guys. <laughs> I agree. I think this, it's what needs to happen. I agree. Wait, so um, this, if we come to the end, which is so sad. This was so much fun. Yes, so fun. You're such a delight. Um, before, oh, thank you. Um, no, you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, before we end, can you just plug all your things, your Patreon, your pod, your your Insta, all that stuff? Yeah. So I host a weekly podcast called Andy's Girls, which I consider a mix of C-SPAN and Ayanla Fix My Life, where we discuss <laughs> all things housewives through the lens of psychology. So that is available wherever you listen to your favorite pods. And um, depending on when this comes out, uh, there will be a new Mary Cackle episode of Andy's Girls, um, uh, which will be um, fun because it's uh, Christmas, which makes it a holiday themed episode. And that is <laughs> just about the amount of work that I put into it. And um, Instagram at Dame Galley and Patreon for exclusive bonus episodes. Um, and so I can go into just a little bit less debt. Uh, Patreon.com slash Andy's Girls. Love it. Yeah. And that's where we are. Great. And uh, yeah, follow Dumpster Dive Pod. uh, That's our Instagram. Uh, You can follow me at the Tom Hamlet. You can follow Kix at Kix Hamlet, C I X. And um, have a merry, merry, merry Christmas. This comes out on Christmas. So say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas (laughs) to all the Catholics out there. You still owe me a present, even if I don't believe. (laughs) And uh, we have an exciting episode on Sunday as well with our parents. So get. Get your ears ready for that. We're making them watch Salt Lake City, and we're going to be recapping. They know that. nothing, not even about. I cannot um, Mary wait. M. Cosby. Yes, I cannot wait to tell Tim Hamlet, our father, about Mary M. Cosby. Oh my God. <laughs> um, but uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys.
Thank you.